0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates.
1: Price and coverage match limited by state law. A skeleton at Mets roster got even skinnier yesterday, which reminds me of my favorite clean joke of all time. A skeleton walks into a bar and says, give me a beer and a mop. I love that. We begin with a laugh because otherwise you might cry. The Threadbare Mets debuted a pitcher named Hart Leeb and experienced ache. A heck of an effort from a completely anonymous pitching staff. But in the end, 4-3 Cincinnati. We'll let you know how it all came down because that is why we're here. Mets in the morning. Mets in the morning. Oh yeah. Mets in the morning gonna tell you what the Mets are doing while coffee is brewing now here's Josh Lewin you found us way to go we've been trying to reach you about your vehicle's extended warranty Josh Lewin here it is indeed called Mets in the Morning it's designed to put the latest news notes and nonsense into your ears five times a week you can subscribe wherever you normally get your podcasts you can hopefully leave us a nice review too And you can reach the host on Twitter, at Josh Lewin Stuff. Reach out, say hello. I will try and reach back. In fact, with an off day coming up, uh, maybe we'll do a little mailbag kind of thing. So if you have story ideas, questions, comments, want to share a weird dream you had about your cousin, we don't judge. Well, maybe we do a little. But anyway, uh, on today's podcast, we will review the second of the three-game series in Cincinnati. We'll flash back to some fun 1986 Mets history from this very city, and we'll ring out the sponge regarding whether or not the Mets should make a pile of trades before the end of July. First of all, some leftovers from Monday night's hallucinogenic five-hour slugfest. From a Cincinnati perspective, the Reds were out homered by the Mets 7-0. And this game still ended up going 11 innings, the wackiest game of the year. Cincinnati stranded the would-be winning run at third base in the 9th and 10th. They left 15 runners on in that game total. The Mets had six. First seven home run game the Mets had ever had was back in 2005 in Philly. This would be another. If you go back to April 19th of 05, Jose Reyes, Victor Diaz with two, Piazza hit one, all those off Vicente Padilla. Reyes hit another one in that game, Doug Minkiewicz, and David Wright, total of seven. The only eight-homer game ever for the Mets was August twenty-fourth, 2015, also in Philly, and the roll call of that one, while well, two for Wright, who was playing for the first time since April, he had a memorable 430-footer, his first swing off what was then the DL, not the IL, one for Juan Ligaris, Homer Flores had a couple, Travis Darnot, Michael kadire Daniel Murphy, and of course, the Cespedes. In fact, that was right around the time Jerry Seinfeld tweeted about there being a Cespedes for the rest of us. Good times. One more note from Monday night that we forgot to give you yesterday. The Mets becoming the second team in big league history to hit back-to-back homers in the first inning and do it again in extra innings of the same game, the 1950. Pirates had done that, too, with Ralph Kiner in the mix. May he rest in peace. Now, before we get going on what happened Tuesday night, we need to mention yet another Mets injury. Apparently, towards the end of that Monday night Jackson Pollock painting of a ballgame, Jose Peraza fractured the middle finger of his throwing hand, seriously, which officially puts his team's bad luck level at breaking glass as you walk under a ladder in front of a black cat. Uh, Peraza's been great in his role. The former Cincinnati Red, only 28 hits, but it seems like half of those have tied a game or won a game. So a little shorthanded without Peraza, and still with Dave Joust managing while Luis Rojas finishes out his two-game wrist slap. Here we go. Mets against the Reds, the two teams with walking baseball heads for mascots. This one coming to you from the happy, upbeat Midwest. And what do I mean by that? Uh, I'll give you an example. Five years ago, after the Reds got no hit by Jake Arietta, the headline the next day on their team website, Reds draw four walks against Arietta. <laughs> that is called blowing sunshine up a certain unmentionable orifice. But uh, that is the vibe there. Not a lot of booing and throwing things, just eating spaghetti with gravy and onions and calling it chili and pretending that's normal. To the field of play, Robert Stock gets the spot start up from Syracuse. Stock, born in Seattle, raised in L.A., son of an engineer, not the kind that drives trains. I mean, like, designing buildings and stuff. Robert Stock, with a very strong social media game. In fact, he only mentions that he's a baseball player late in his Twitter bio, after amateur film critic, fanatical book reader, and World of Warcraft gladiator. I liked his answers to the recent Twitter question about which actors were cast in a role so perfectly you can't picture anyone else doing it. He chose Gene Wilder as Willy Wonka, Sacha Baron Cohen as Borat. I think that's spot on. Although, I, I don't know, I'd like to have seen like uh, Morgan Freeman as Borat, Sean Connery as Borat. Anyway, uh, really interesting baseball career for the 31-year-old Stock. He bounced back and forth between pitcher and catcher, trying to figure out which he preferred. Once went to spring training with these Reds, but only after he had his girlfriend, Sarah, now his wife, shoot an edit video of him throwing at a local park. He posted it on YouTube, directed the Reds to the link since they hadn't sent anyone out to scout him. Uh, yada, 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 he gets back in a pro ball. Well, he gets a boost in this game right away from who else but Pete Alonso. The 0 1. Alonso, it's a high fly ball, left center field and deep. Winker is back in front of the wall, looking up, and it's gone. Home run, Pete Alonso, and it's just a continuation of last night. The Mets hit seven homers in their 11 inning win against the Reds yesterday. Miley left that pitch up, letter high to Alonso, and Pete. Hit it high and deep to left center field. That is his 19th homer of the year, and the Mets have a 1 0 lead. Another road home run for the Polar Bears. 16 of his 19 now, number 88 of his Mets career in just his 300th game. But in the bottom of the first, fellow University of Florida product Jonathan India hits a home run, and we're all tied up. Hey, let's do a Florida Gator Sporkle quiz. Name as many Florida Gator big leaguers as you can. Ready? Go. Uh, Harrison Bader, David Eckstein, sounds Jewish, not Jewish, Al Rosen, sounds Jewish, was Jewish, Brad Wilkerson, David Ross, Mark Ellis, uh, Mike Zunino, former Met, Matt Dendecker, friend of the show, former Met, Darren O'Day, former Met pitching coach, Dave Island, are we done? We should probably be done, kill the music, That was that was a dumb idea. Uh, anyway, 1-1 one, one after 1 is the Gators' trade of home runs, but coming out for the second inning, stock unable to keep going, hamstring issue. Of course, it's the 2021 Mets. So, in the last three games, basically since this podcast started, thank you, uh, five innings total from Mets starting pitchers. Sorry about that, Chief. Uh, on in relief, latest mystery Met, Steven Nagosik. New York Met number 53 of the year would soon be followed by New York Met number 54. Jeff Hartlieb just called up when Peraza hit the IEL. We could see a team record by the end of the month. I mean, forget September call-ups from Syracuse. Everyone's already here. 56 Mets is the record for one season. We're at 54. The Reds would grab the lead in the bottom of the third. Homers from Joey Votto and Aristides Aquino. Votto, who grew up in Canada, was a New Jersey Devils fan. Because of his allegiance to Martin Brodeur, career RBI number 1,008. That's eight more than Daryl Strawberry ever had. Nearly as many as Dusty Baker. Pretty impressive career for Vado. Won the MVP 11 years ago. Still brings it at the age of 37. The Mets, meantime, were trying to solve the riddle of the soft tosser Wade Miley, who throws mildly. Uh, the Mets much better at hitting fastball guys and soft toss guys as a rule this year. And other than Kyle Hendricks of the Cubs, no one throws it softer. Than Miley. He finds his way through five innings having scattered seven hits, allowing just the one run, striking out seven. That's a high total for him. Nagosik, by the way, five strikeouts in three innings. Nice job, except for the, the two solo home runs. Uh, Yesni Diaz then pitched an inning. On came Jeff Hartlieb, son of a history teacher, former Pittsburgh pirate, big righty from Jimmy Connors' hometown, Belleville, Illinois. One-time 29th-round pick out of Lindenwood University. Once drafted by the Mets, actually, turned him down to go to Lindenwood and become a 29th-round pick of somebody else. His scoreless inning and Mets' debut kept it 3-1 through 6. I mentioned earlier, 54 Mets players already. 64 is the major league record, the Giants of two years back. To the top of the 7th, Mets get a couple walks to start the inning. Nimmo strikes out looking at a big cutter, former Mets. Uh, Brad Brock comes on to face Alonzo. The New Jersey native falls behind 3-1. and one. Alonzo squibs one to the mound. Brock fires to first, and Joey Votto drops the ball. Yeah, run scores. It's 3-2. to two. McNeil up next. He squibs one back to Brock. This time, no one drops anything. 1-6-3, double play, inning over. From there, Aaron Loop was asked to get out of a bases-loaded one-out jam for the Mets in the bottom of the seventh. Remember, he got out of a bases-loaded nobody-out thing in Pittsburgh the other day. Tyler Naquin, the scheduled hitter, a guy with five hits the night before, is pinch hit for Tyler Stevenson instead, sack fly off the bench, makes it 4-2 Reds. Top of the 8th, McCann singles, eventually scores on an opposite field two-out double by a pinch hitter, Luis Guillorme. A two-strike opposite field double, no less. And the Mets for the year, second worst in the majors with two strikes in the count, but Guillorme got it done. VR comes up, it's a tying man. He grounds out. He's now hitting 160 with runners in scoring position. 4 3 ball game, and leading off the bottom of the eighth, it looked like Eugenio Suarez had maybe homered. He just missed off the top of the wall. Nimmo, though, runs and gets the carom, throws Suarez out at third with a pellet. Huge out. The Reds fail to score. So here we go. The former St. John's basketball player, Amir Garrett, to try and close it out for Cincinnati, walks Dom Smith. Nimmo now at the plate. Three strikeouts so far in this game, all looking. Well, this time he at least goes down swinging on a slider. Alonso strikes out on a slider, so it's now two out up to Jeff McNeil, who Garrett had struck out the night before. He goes down, and that does it. 4-3 Cincinnati, your final. The Mets box score, Nimmo, Mr. OBP. and this one, 0-5 and just his second-ever four-strikeout game. Alonzo... Now that he's banked 300 big league games, we can officially say only Ryan Howard ever had more homers through that many games. Not the Ryan Howard played by BJ Novak on The Office. I mean, Ryan Howard, the guy that once had the 57 home run season for the Phillies. Alonzo ends up two for five in this game. McNeil gets a hit, has a 10 game hitting streak, longest by a med all year. Davis, 483 OBP, went in the starting lineup this year, but this time an 0 for four with a couple punch outs. James McCann, who Monday became the first met with multiple go-ahead hits in the 8th inning or later in the same game since Nick Evans back in 2011. Uh, Tuesday, no heroics, but he was 2 for 4. Conforto, who had homered in 3 of his last 5 games after going 30 in a row without one. Nothing happening for him in this game, 0 for 4. Pilar ends up 2 for 3 after the big extra inning home run Monday. He's a 304 hitter with runners in scoring position this year. 204 when that's not a thing. Mentioned Guillaume, the pinch hit double. VR, well, uh, the same way cold play was not quite U2. Uh, Greta Van Fleet is not quite Led Zeppelin. Hydrox is not quite an Oreo. Uh, I would say VR is not quite Lindor. They just got to live with that for a while. VR finished the game one for three. Dom Smith came off the bench, had a couple walks. Back to Monday, Dom had four exit velos of 100 miles an hour plus off his bat. That is a great sign. Only the second game of his big league career where he had four off the bat at triple digits. But the Mets not wanting to mess up his swing against the soft tossing lefty Wade Miley made sure Dom was not in the starting lineup in this one. 4-3 4-3 Cincinnati, the final. Mets, uh, well, they've still won 35 of 55 all time at Great American Ballpark. Pretty ballpark with a, a great view of the Roebling Bridge that connects Ohio with Kentucky. If that bridge looks familiar, it should. Same design as the Brooklyn Bridge. Same architect. After the game, the architect of this particular ballgame, the acting manager Dave Jous, jumped on the Zoom call. Here you go. Hey, Dave, I, uh, I know you, you talked last night about how you're always happy, but after that first inning, when you realized that Robert Stock's not going to be able to, to continue, what are you thinking about just trying to find a way through the game, given the depleted bullpen?
0: Um, I, I, I didn't think so much of a depleted bullpen. I thought, first of all, that it, it's too bad that Robert threw so good in the bottom of the first inning, and his stuff was, I thought, exceptional. Um and I was I was really happy for him because he had gone down and worked on stuff in in Syracuse specifically, um, with what Hefner gave him and Accardo gave him and and Chad and, and, and Ricky and those guys worked with him. So I was so happy for him. And they got he got so excited that he was getting a at bat with runners in scoring position and he says he he, ran, he hadn't run that hard since he was twenty one years old, the adrenaline. So that was my first thought. And then it's just like a player. Uh, you know, players have to go through where, you know, they come up with bases full after maybe going 0-3 in the, in, the, in the ninth inning. They got to they gotta get an RBI to win a game or tie a game. Well, as a, as a manager and a coach, you're just right in there and you're going to make sure that, that you use your, your, your players and, and the weapons we have to get people out and let the players have their best chances for success.
1: Dave Jouse, baseball lifer, a twelve cups of coffee a day guy, uh, son of the great Bill Jouss, Chicago Tribune sports writer. That's where you get the coffee drinking from, I'm sure. If you're a sports writer, uh, not enough magic to help get this one done Tuesday night, unfortunately. Let's move on to a couple non-game related items, just for giggles here. Tomorrow will be the anniversary of the George Foster incident. Oh, there was an incident. In Cincinnati in 1986, for the uninitiated, George Foster, one of the most feared right-hand sluggers of his time, led the National League in homers in 77 and 78, MVP in 77, the same year the Mets dealt Tom Seaver to these same Cincinnati Redlegs, had a 52-home run season. Uh, there would not be another 50-plus homer season in baseball till Cecil Fielder, 14 years later. 149 runs batted in that year. Missed a triple crown by a couple of batting average points behind Dave Parker. So, eventually, Foster seeks a a new five-year deal with the Reds. Reds don't want to do it. Reds trade him to the Mets for Greg Harris, Jim Kern, and Alex Trevino. That 52 home run season, well, uh, Foster hit 13 his first year in Flushing after joking about how many airplanes at LaGuardia he was going to hit with that mighty black bat of his. Foster was 37 once the 86 season began. He had lost a lot. Uh, Batting average was just around 230, didn't have any range anymore. Davey Johnson was looking for an everyday position for Kevin Mitchell. So when the Mets headed to Cincinnati for a three-game series on this very date that season, Foster was not in the lineup. And it was in Game 2 of that series, that's where the rubber met the road, when Rain Knight threw a right and started a fight. And Foster never left the bench. Uh, Foster said he stayed out of the ruckus because it, it set a bad example for kids. And uh, It was after that series in Cincinnati that the manager officially announced it's going to be Kevin Mitchell the rest of the way in left field. But that brawl, oh, it was a good one. Knight, remember, was a, for, a former Golden Gloves boxer. Eric Davis was street tough times 10. Bunch of ejections. Uh, Gary Carter took over at third base for the ejected Knight. Ed Hearn went behind the plate. Jesse Orozco took over in right field to replace the ejected Mitchell. Orozco and Roger McDowell kept swapping spots with each other. Outfield pitcher, outfield pitcher. Until Howard Johnson finally won the game with a three-run homer in the 14th inning. Foster's time as a Met may have ended poorly. But I have nothing bad to say about George Foster. I had the pleasure of doing an event with him when the All Star game was at City Field several years ago. He now operates a nonprofit that supports kids of military families and who live in inner city neighborhoods, sponsors baseball boot camps for children, uh, runs a, a Cincinnati based select baseball team. Uh, one final thought on the Destroyer, George Foster. Same as Dave Stewart, really intimidating guy where the voice just does not match. He, he's a high talker, a bit of a high talker. A little bit of helium in there. Anyway, uh, let's end w- with a walk back to some modern Mets stuff. What will the Mets do with the trade deadline, which is now just a little more than a week away? Zach Scott has said that adding starting pitching is a priority. Uh, the magnitude of DeGrom's injury and their confidence in Carlos Carrasco's progress I think will play a huge role in where this all goes. Carrasco, by the way, got just five outs on his second rehab assignment, gave up three home runs on Tuesday night. He may not be quite ready yet. Like Tyler McGill's work, uh, David Peterson should be back soon. If you want to upgrade the infield, we'll hear about Chris Bryant and Trevor Story and Javi Baez, those are the big names. The lesser guys, the Freddie Galvises, the Nick Ahmeds, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I don't know if they're that much of an upgrade over the VRs and the Guillormes. Lindor, remember, expected back in maybe four or five weeks. And at the time of his injury, best defensive numbers of any shortstop in baseball. Very underreported. The bullpen, you want to upgrade there. Uh, I know Diaz has scared us a little bit lately because he's blown three saves in a row. with the Mets contemplate bringing in a a Craig Kimbrell, who was with Zach Scott in Boston. Just throwing all that out there. Can the Mets win this division with what they've got? Can they stand pat and still be Okay. My take is if Lindor comes back on time, if DeGrom doesn't miss any more starts, if Conforto and McNeil hit like who we knew them to be, then yes, I think it could be 1973 all over again when a win total in the low 80s was enough. That 73 team was no offensive juggernaut. Rusty Staub was the leading hitter with 76 runs batted in. But we'll see where it all goes. For now, a record of 49-43, and which sets up today's matinee. Jeff Hoffman... 4.6 4.6 ERA for Cincy. Marcus Stroman 2.79 ERA for the Mets. Uh, he allowed a season high eight hits last time out, struck out only three, but for the second start in a row, did not walk a batter. 12:35 first pitch on either WCBS radio or on SNY. Then after an off day, the homestand begins. Fireworks on Friday. The uh, coolers are given away over the weekend. Those six can coolers. Those games against the exciting Toronto Blue Jays, led by Vlad Guerrero Jr. Once again, the final Tuesday night from Cincinnati. The Mets gutting it out, trying to spackle it together, but coming up a little short. It was the Reds 4 and the Mets 3. Take care.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.